You're listening to the number one podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County. This is OB Pod. On deck for today, we have another good hot topic, local news, Alderman meeting, got some jokes, a good motivational message, of course, our random facts you likely didn't know, a great little section on movie and TV reviews, a back with Bob section, as well as good old sports. Cash, how we been, brother? Oh, I've been enjoying another beautiful, busy week and excited to see where the world's going to be taking me. Zach, how about yourself? Man, um, I got back from COVID. Oh, believe it or not, uh, you know, when last week when, when you and I recorded together, mm-hmm. everything was good. Uh, that night I started feeling kind of bad and things weren't going great. And I decided to take a at home test and bam, it they, told me that I was one of the uh, statistics. <laughs> you got popped. I got popped. Um, you know, but uh, you have been vaccinated and everything beforehand. I've had so. all three jabs. Not afraid to tell everybody. Hey, look, you know what? It's a personal choice. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not telling anybody you should have them, not have them, whatever. It's all it's everybody's own call. But you know, I have, and um, I can tell you this. I don't know if it made a difference. I, I'm not a doctor, but I I felt like I had a small little cold. You know, a little nose issue, a little bit, and a slight little pressure of headache like that. 24, 36 hours. I mean, it wasn't. Even, I've had worse colds and worse sinus infections by far after that felt normal you know i could tell maybe just a little off like that but i wasn't the lack of energy didn't have didn't lose my you know taste smell no i didn't lose my taste at all yeah, I, I, I was about to say <laughs> 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 and, uh, the taste and smell are the ones that always frighten me the most so i'm glad <laughs> that you didn't have to go through with that <laughs> my world's <laughs> over you know? but yeah no the that's how it went and so you know i, I missed several days of work and uh, my little girl, you know, she, we, we quarantined her, you know, to follow school protocol and, you know, be good. And luckily, nobody else in the family was good. And my wife was absolutely freaking amazing. She, you know, she kicked me out and, you know, put me up into, you know, the hole of the bonus room <laughs> where, you know, there's an Xbox and the computer. Darn. You know? Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I can't help you with any of this. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, you're bringing me three meals and drinks, too? Oh, you know, but. She she's amazing, you know. I, I'm just she's the lifeblood of my family, and you know the glue and everything else. And so I couldn't thank her enough for everything she did for us. So but yeah, that so was my week, man. Then, then the real question is, how's Apex coming along? Yeah. We get some wins, uh, uh, man. Got some dubs, man. <laughs> got play with my boys, you know. Rating go up a little bit higher, <laughs> something like. That. Unlock some skins, okay. Yeah. I, I'm here for it. <laughs> but no, me, I'm just excited about this weekend of football. I know it's already going to be going off, but hopefully my Titans advance into the conference championship you know be able to play either the bills or chiefs i don't know which one i would want to play hopefully the game ends in a draw and the titans just advance to the super bowl but <laughs> i'm just excited to be able to enjoy a lot of that down at work and see what we got going on i heard that brother well cash before we get into our hot topic you know we have to mention our favorite realtor brian couch and that is of team couch of birch realty guys if you're in the market to buy or sell a house in this amazing DeSoto county especially our olive branch area lewisburg area this is the real Realtor team you want to work with. They are a full service company. It's not just Brian. There's Terry and several other folks in the office, and they are going to take care of every need you have. Not only that, they are a great resource when it comes to question and answers. So many times when it comes to making a huge investment or selling a huge investment, you want to know that you can talk to somebody who's, who's going to tell you the truth, not kind of you know beat around the bush and not really make things better than they are just to get your business. You want a team that's really going to tell you straight up, this is what you have, this is what it's going to look like, and this is our 
best interpretation of what we can do for you and so that you can make a quality decision when it comes to the, such a big investment. No, like you're saying, one of the best reasons to go to them is the honesty. You can trust them. You see their name around the community because this is their full-time job. Outside of this, I mean, their kids are going to the same thing. They're a part of the community that we enjoy about. So they want to make sure that they see everything grow in a positive way so you know that they're a team that you can trust. Not only that, Cash, their reputation precedes themselves. They have been voted the number one realtor team in DeSoto County over four times. And that is by us. That is by the people yeah. in DeSoto County. So you know that it's a real thing. And so to me, that that is the best resume you can have is when you are voted top. You know, that tells a lot when it comes to how your business is ran and how you're making the customer happy. So guys, like I said, if you're in the market to buy or sell a house right now, go check out Team Couch or Birch Realty. Uh, you can call them at the office at 1-662-449-1700. Or call Brian personally at 1 901 461 7653. Which, by the way, does spell sold. Oh, <laughs> man, you got to admit, that's pretty pretty catchy. Oh, pretty catchy. It's a smart man. So, or you can call Brian personally at 901 461 sold. All right, guys, we're going to get right into that hot topic. There was a big public hearing that happened this past week, and it was basically on the new proposed changes that our supervisors for the county want to make to the zoning. The biggest deal was is that you live in an AR zoning area, and they want to change it to an RE zoning, which stands for residential, uh, especially if you are 10 acres or less. This would affect a lot of of county property and homeowners or property owners as you'd say in this county and this created quite a stir uh, there was a lot of propaganda set out there was email flyers facebook posts pages different things uh, discouraging these changes um, and a lot of misinformation and this led to a massive massive amount of folks coming to the actual hearing truly really had to move it from the county administration building all the way over to the courthouse to be able to house over 200 50 people so that all of them could be heard what a day yeah i mean as you're saying it was supposed to start at 1 p.m there and then quickly realized they were not going to be able to house everybody so they moved over to the county courthouse went on till five recessed picked back up at 6 30 so you know that this thing went on because it is hugely important so, Cash, to give you some background on this, you know, I didn't want to go into a lot of detail because ultimately the entire topic was tabled. They did not approve anything, did not change anything. The head supervisor, Michael Lee, said that this needs a revision. We've heard the, you know, the concerns of the community and the people, and we're going to make some updates and changes and then represent. Well, um, and not only that, they're going to, after they make all of these changes, they're going to send that out so we all have time to see it before that they come back up and absolutely. redo this. Absolutely. And so, I um, the reason I put this in the hot topics was is that I actually called one of my good friends. That's Lee Caldwell. She's one of the supervisors for the Horn Lake, you know, North Nesbitt area, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say. And I asked her about it, and um, <clears throat> and I told her, I said, you know, if this passes or whatever like that, I'd love to get you on the show or, you know, at least talk to it again so that we can give the listener more details about what it means or potentially means and stuff. And the one thing I got from her is, is you know, a reassurance was is that do these changes affect anyone when it comes? to their daily lives or how it would affect them on their property now. And she said, 
And the vast majority, if not all, no, it does not. Like the big concerns that the people were talking about, you know, was, you know, being able to shoot a firearm. You know, if you live on land that's considered residential, does it, you know, does it change things when it comes to taxes or how you do a business or does it change things when it comes to, you know, uh, permitting on the property and things? And she says that the goal of this uh, proposal was to update very outdated uh, codes and things of the nature because the county hasn't done any of this in over 30 years and that the covenances and the restrictions and the codes all this stuff do not align when it comes to state requirements city requirements things like that and so they're trying to make it more universal across the board well and like you said some of the main things that they're attacking are allowing fences on corner lots strengthening adult entertainment use language and adding language concerning short-term rentals correct so i mean it all seems the things that are going to benefit the community and especially the county right but again you know it's when people see big government movement you know this is a huge proposal change people is always scary and a is. lot of people want to stay with the devil that they know absolutely so what i'm hoping for is is that when this revised you know edition comes out this other one we hope to get leon or at least one of the supervisors and kind of go through some of the hot topics and answer the questions and see if that kind of uh, puts everybody at ease or at least let you know what they're going to be voting on. So if you still have a concern, it is more pinpoint and that maybe it could lead to, you know, better evaluation in the future. Absolutely. We just want to give the people as much information to go to battle with as they need. And they might even see that they don't need to go to battle anymore because they're issues are not being attacked in this thing no absolutely so again we uh, we hope to have that for you guys and you know when the next uh, phase of this comes through but just stay tuned as they say all right guys let's get over to our news but before we start of course we got to mention one of our favorite landscape companies ever and that is michael hatcher and associates guys if you're in the market for a new career i know it's kind of strange you're thinking landscape company it's cold outside it's not cold outside it is frigid outside <laughs> and this is somebody who's been up north a little bit and talked about it this is freezing so the fact that we have a landscape company that is still out here working and growing is absolutely phenomenal oh yeah well you know this is the perfect time for you know doing your winter stuff there's believe it or not there's a lot of things you can do in the winter and this is a good time to do some construction do spraying different things of that nature um you know and plan for the spring you know that's a lot of things you know landscape companies that do a lot of things on contract or 12-month programs things of that nature so it's a good thing but here's the deal guys this is a company that's right here in desoto county been here forever gives a lot back to our area especially Especially our schools as a Center Hill person uh, our school has Michael Hatcher stuff all over it where they do so many great things to help the school don't charge a dime they're really really give back and it's just a great place to work um, you know Russ Neen is the guy who runs that show over there and does a phenomenal job knows several other employees and it's a place you want to work you know and it can be for anybody it doesn't the skill sets are unique they can find a job for you but if that's something that interests you go over to their website hatcherlandscape.com and they have listings and job opportunities over there as well as all the services they offer uh you know if you use their company to do something you're technically giving back to the community and there's nothing better than that and that's a great situation but uh you know and if you want to talk to somebody in person uh, or over the phone you can always call their town acquisition manager and her name is gabby she is phenomenal and she can answer any of your questions and see what kind of career is available that maybe could be perfect for you and you can reach her at 1-662-755-3207 well, it looks like you, along with plenty of other education employees, are in great hands, and some might even say the best. Do say. There was a Forbes magazine article that published in August of last year that ranked us 20th in the state of Mississippi, and DCS employs over 34,000 people. That is absolutely Ooh. astonishing to me. 
Your own boss, Mr. Usselton, said it's a testament to all the hard work of our teachers, our staff, principals, central services staff, all working together to keep our schools operational and to do all we can to help our employees. Usselton also said... It's been a challenging few years with COVID, but the fact that our school district was ranked by Forbes magazine shows that our administrators and our school staff have done a good job of working together to provide the best working environment possible. Cash, I couldn't agree more. What do you call it? I'll be honest with you. You know what? Right now, education feels like uh, there's a lot of burnout. We're losing teachers. People are looking for change. But, you know, it's rampant everywhere. And my wife works in the medical field, and, you know, times are hard. People are burned out. Everybody's quick to jump to an emotional response. And it's, it's just tough, man. You know, everybody's, you know, have their opinions. Uh, everybody has their thoughts, and they live by them. And it's no different when it comes to the potential of COVID or sickness or you know, disagreement with policies or how we handle this or like that. Everybody seems to have a sticking point that is wearing on them. And education is no different. Um, but what I can tell you is this, is, is that uh, any teacher you know out there, you can look back in your memory banks right now. You know there was a teacher who touched your life. Um, that made things better for you, that you have special memories with, and so on. And those things are what you need to live for and remind those teachers of because that's the best paycheck an educator can get is knowing that they influenced someone's life and they made a difference in someone's life, They, you know, and that that person remembers that. You know, and so if you can reach out and let a teacher know, you know, I challenge you guys to say, hey, you know what, Miss So-and-so, I want to thank you for this. You know, this I, this always I've always remembered this or I appreciate you being there. Um, a good example of day is that, you know, we have a former football player. I won't even mention his name, um, but he went on and he's successful. He's a coach and stuff like that. And then he got on uh, Twitter or Facebook the other day and put a post out there talking about a teacher that made a difference in his life mm-hmm. and talked about a counselor who stuck with him and made a difference in his life and he wouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for those teachers and things you know and you saw those teachers walk down the hallway a little extra beat in their step you saw them you know feel a little bit lighter they weren't worried about dealing with absences they weren't worried about whether a kid was going to be there today or if they felt ill they weren't worried about it that kids were suffering because they, there was parent issues at home they weren't worried about other things like that they were taking care of feeling good and yeah. that's that's what people need right now so if there's an opportunity for you to go out there and do something kind to someone you know do you know i'm not saying you got to buy somebody lunch or something like that but i'm just saying that you know if you can just tell somebody hey you know i really appreciate what you're doing for me today you know what i mean you'll be surprised and i make an effort to do that every single time even when i go to a fast food place or i'm at a cashier at a grocery store i tell them hey i really appreciate what you're doing thanks and you can just see that hey you give them five seconds ten seconds or a couple minutes of saying hey you know at least a customer appreciated me today and if they have a name best just say their name like it it might freak them out a little bit and everything but addressing somebody by their name it changes everything so you know I challenge y'all. Like I said, education is, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're muddling along and we're getting it done because we're going to do what's best for kids. And that's one thing the teachers will never let go slide is, you know, we're going to do what's best for kids. Go out there and let a teacher know. You know, they're appreciated because I can tell you right now, I'm surrounded in a building full of them that are phenomenal, amazing people. And, you know, the reason we are who we are is because of them. And so I I show great appreciation. I thank them very much every day. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of teachers who I've had in my life that are a big reason of who I am. And I mean, I get to work with one every week. So I can't thank you enough. And I can't thank a lot of these teachers that have helped shape me into the person I am. Absolutely. And our next bit of news... Walmart is adding a new distribution center right here in Olive Branch. 
Perhaps that'll be the new distribution hub. It almost seems like we're becoming the new Memphis with all the distribution centers we're getting. Uh, no, that's right. It is a massive investment for our booming e-commerce and supply chain network. Walmart is investing $90 million and will be looking to create 250 jobs for this center. It will be located on Alexander Road, south of State Line. Governor Reeves is even excited for the growth of DeSoto County as seeing possibly even coming down the pipeline because of this change. He seems to be enjoying taking great credit for the amount of growth that is happening in DeSoto <laughs> County and expects to see more coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. You know, Cash, I got to tell you that when this was put out on social media, this wasn't as well received as you would have thought, believe it or not. Well, I mean, to me, part of that is just it's another distribution center. We were joking about that becoming the new Memphis, but we have quite a few distribution centers and with all of the traffic I see forthcoming, this could become a big bit of an issue. Yeah. So... Let me give you this. The reason is I drive by it every day is Center Hill High School is in the northeast corner of DeSoto County, North Olive Branch, all that stuff. And it is right next to Hacks Cross, Polk Lane, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is basically right over where Legacy Park is, over there where all these giant distribution places are. Um, and it is just giant warehouse after warehouse after warehouse surrounding the entire west side of this, these school yes. campuses. It's unbelievable. Adding the uh, you know a Walmart now, they're adding to you know Amazon. They had Amazon places. They have one on the East Side. I mean, it's it's incredible, and you know there's a lot of locals that are you know buzzing back on social media talking about hey, you know this is great and all, but you know it seems like we're geared towards becoming more distribution, more Memphis, this and so on. Uh, they really want to see the growth the other way. You yes. Know, you know, um, and the thing about it is, is Olive Branch has so much opportunity because it's so much larger, man, you know, land-wise, comparison to what like they see over at South Haven, Hernando, and things of that nature. Um, but I think people got to be patient. You know, we have Cascades coming, Old Town Renovation is coming, uh, a lot of things like that. In two or three years, you're going to see Olive Branch completely transform, and I think it's a pretty, a pretty amazing under the direction of the Alderman and our American Adams and how things are going to look that way. Uh, so I think people just got to be a little more patient, and I think we're going to see the you know the fruits of the labor. Well, and all I can think of is if somebody has a food truck business, there might be a great location to try to set up shop in a few of those areas. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Because there's not much else out there for you. So if you can get a food truck to just set up. Dude, you know that uh, the guy who does lobster, the lobster yeah. sandwiches like that? I mean, he's killing it like that. Uh, I tried it. Good stuff. Cannot afford him. No, I cannot I for mean, for the price tag. I just don't understand it. Like you said, I had it bought for me at a remote. It was delicious. Would I be paying twenty two dollars for that? Probably not. No, I, I don't even have to say probably not. I won't. Yeah. So I mean, like I'm, I'm saying, I mean, he's successful. So yeah. I mean, there's people who love it and love you know like that. I guess I'm I'm not. A, I, I enjoyed the lobster. I'm just. I mean, it was delicious. But like, I'm just not a lobster guy. Does that make sense? Like, I enjoy seafood, but lobster's not one of the things. I might be a lobster guy. I'm not a lobster price tag guy, and so <laughs> I, I can just go ahead and freely admit that and enjoy. I, Champagne taste buds with a beer budget, huh? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, and not even just a beer budget. Probably that PBR, that nice little blue ribbon. You know, yeah, nice yeah. and classy. Now, guys, if you own a house in this area, in Olive Branch, East DeSoto County or something, and maybe it needs a little updating, or maybe for some reason it's got some damage, or golly, the worst thing ever, you you got it in a divorce or a loss of a loved one, friend, whatever the situation is. Or maybe even a more positive thing, you got a new job and you need to get out of here quick, but you want to make sure the community is exactly what you grew up in. If this is something you got and you want to sell your house fast and maybe for cash, uh, don't want to go through the process of trying to go through a realtor like that, say, hey, it's not for everybody. 
There's a great company right here in DeSoto County. That's Rodman Properties. And their website is ibuydesoto.com. And guys, check out this website. It is pretty freaking sweet. They give you all the details of how they do their process, how they handle their business, uh, how you can contact them, then you have testimonials of the past, things they're working on now, properties they have that are available for rent they decided not to resell. Uh, this is the kind of company you want to work with. Like I said, local, fair, honest, great people. Go check out ibuydesoto.com. The House of Representatives has passed a medical marijuana bill with some changes. Now, isn't that funny? Nothing can ever just get passed. You always need a little bit of tinkering. Everybody's got to have their stamp on it. Absolutely. So what they changed was the amount of marijuana somebody could receive from three and a half ounces down to three. They also removed the Department of Agriculture from it and replaced it with the Department of Health to better realign it with Initiative 65. Dana Criswell of Olive Branch tried to specify a cap of excess tax at 5%. Regulators would need to review the taxes after a fiscal year to consider further adjustment. Another amendment by Danny Eubanks would have kept lawmakers from having an interest in cannabis business for a four-year period. The current ban is through December of this year only. Eubanks also attempted to eliminate the excess tax on cannabis in the case of federal legalization. Under the bill, cannabis would be taxed at 7% state sales and 5% ICSIS tax. No prescription has such a tax in the state. Well, Cash, that's interesting. That's just one more step. I guess we'll see how the Senate plays out on that. And if they agree, then on to old Tater Tot's desk. But, uh, you know, the funny thing I read about that, and I guess the biggest pushback I saw was the amount. Um, a lot of people were not happy that they're pushing it down to three ounces. They don't feel like that's sufficient for medical purposes when it comes to the standard use or the average use when it comes to medical cannabis for people who have those elements we talked about prior. Half an ounce in these kinds of things will matter down the long run, but just, I believe, getting people three ounces a month is going to be enough to start off with because it seems like with the way America is going, we're not far from this just being federally legal in the long run anyway. That's very possible. Um, you know, I guess people just had their ideas of what they thought it should be for our state, so you don't have to worry about a federal. So, hey, you know, let's just see what the Senate does. For all you know, the Senate pushes back and says, no, it needs to be back to three, five or more. And I mean, yeah. I hope not. And I mean, it's probably probably just something that is just like you said we want our stamp but three ounces is going to be better than no ounces in the time being yeah you got that right you know you got to start somewhere as they say right the next thing we're going to talk about of course is the house bill affecting state income tax uh house bill 531 this bill ultimately enacted into law or eventually eliminate the state income tax under this plan each individual mississippian will initially receive a forty thousand dollar exemption to their income or eighty thousand dollars for a married couple the remaining taxes for those households making over the allotted exemption will continue to pay taxes at a five percent rate those still paying income tax would ultimately be phased out over the following decade based on state growth and revenue new triggers. In addition to the exemption, individual car tags would be cut in half and taxes on groceries would ultimately be reduced to 4%. To offset some of the lost revenue from the state under this plan, the sales tax would increase from 7% to 8.5%, which is still less than our surrounding states. For the majority of Mississippians, the savings through tag and grocery tax reductions, along with greater income exemptions, will more than offset any increase in resulting sales tax. The bill passed in 96 to 12. Well, would you look at that, Zach? We immediately predicted that something would go up, and, well, it did. Now, not in a significant way, but also they aren't removing the income tax necessarily in a significant way in the anywhere near future. Because going from eliminated to 40000 or 80000 if you're married, 
is not that much of a cut for some Mississippians. No, uh, and here's the deal. The key for verbiage here <clears throat> that I'm looking at, which I'm happy this is going through. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Sure, yeah, I'm very happy. And with only a 1.5% to sales tax, is yes, not that big of a that's deal. nice. And the cut in grocery tax is fantastic. The car tax is fantastic. Massive one. And so the people who spend money in the state are going to benefit from that. The problem I have is, and it's not really a problem, I guess the question I have is is that I'd love to know the details for reevaluating it every year mm-hmm. to continue the reduction or complete elimination. And is there a proposed time frame for how long they feel like it would take under certain projections? And that's how we talked about it last week is, is that you know there was a big opposition to the teacher pay raise because they felt like this would kill this. And that that wasn't that wasn't correct. We and that's what we talked about, and so we are moving forward with both, and both are looking great. Well, and it looks like the teacher pay raise doesn't hamper this in any shape, way, or form. It does not. And what's great about this bill here is, is it's showing you that you can do both, as well as it has the provisions in place for reevaluation each year. Like it talks about the triggers. I do want to know what those triggers are. I'd love to get more details on that, and hopefully, uh, you know, next week I know we're trying to talk to one of our favorite senators, and maybe we. Can get some more detail with him about you know his marijuana bill as well as maybe some of this dealing with income and get some more of those answers for you guys. Um, but either way, this go this is great news for Mississippi, and we hope this continues on this path and so that everybody benefits from it. The next bit of news is Mississippi is about to have four billion dollars up for grabs, and DeSoto County wants to make sure that they can get as much as humanly possible. So the Board of Supervisors has agreed to spend five thousand dollars a month over fifteen months, or roughly seventy-five thousand dollars, to hire Clearwater Group to represent us. This is something that they did not take lightly or necessarily want to do, but they decided that there is no way they're going to be able to make it down to these meetings each and every week, and that is what it's going to take to make sure we get as much money as humanly possible. So it was one of those instances of you have to spend money to make money, and now DeSoto County will be properly represented. You took the words right out of my mouth. Spend money, make money. <laughs> Sometimes you got to put it out there to go get the more good stuff. And I think that's great. Uh, kudos to uh, our supervisors for trying to make sure that the county gets the best out of benefit. We are the fastest growing county in the state, ranked in the country. And, you know, that $4 billion can go a long way to help infrastructure uh, amenities and things like that for our, our residents or our area. Yeah, hopefully this $75,000 is just a drop in the bucket to what we get. Amen to that. Guys, our new drive through Dunkin' is opened right here in Olive Branch, and they serve coffee and donuts. And this is one of the coolest things. It's a drive through location. Yeah, just and only. And uh, that's a little bit of a problem right now, probably. I haven't been able to get it out there, but it's in that Starbucks section, and I already know how that traffic gets. So hopefully it's all nice, smooth sailing, and everyone's enjoying it. I have spoken to three people okay. who have had it, and so far the coffee is great, and the, the donuts or a work in progress. Oh, so, well, to be called Donuts, or I guess it's just Dunkin' now. So. It's just Dunkin'. Um, so the deal is is that um, they're rock and rolling on the coffee, which is the primary consumption over there. Everybody's yes. coming for coffee. Everybody's been looking for an alternative to Starbucks on Goodman Road in that part of Olive Branch. Because they had no competition. My mom right. used to work there, and I know how hectic it used to be. So hopefully everyone's able to get their favorite in a timely manner. Absolutely. So like I said, I've heard very positive things on the on the coffee uh, the do- the donut part of it is running out of donuts maybe this understat i don't know um but i'm planning on getting over there and giving my expert opinion on the donuts uh, you know so we'll let you know on that guys Guys, in more legislative news, Mississippi State Senators Friday passed two measures of special interest to DeSoto County voters. The teacher pay raise bill and a bill to prohibit critical race theory from being taught in state schools. If agreed upon and approved and signed, the new salary schedules will start on July 1st. 
The Senate's version of the bill has $210 million price tag, which is less than the original House proposal worth $219 million. If the two versions can't settle their differences, it will go to conference. The other measure that passed the Senate Friday was sent to the House is a bill crafted by Senator Michael McClendon of Hernando that would prohibit the instruction of the controversial critical race theory. The bill, SB 2113, had more DeSoto County presence on the Senate floor as State Senator Kevin Blackwell of South Haven was one of several additional authors for the bill, which was debated on the floor Friday but passed with a 32-2 vote. Under the measure, no public university, school district, or charter school will be able to teach material that is in line with critical race theory. Groups such as the Mississippi Center of Public Policy and the Mississippi Federation of Republic Women, led by Kimberly Remack of Olive Branch, favored the prohibition. That's a lot of that's a lot of reading, a lot of chewing right there. But uh, those are, you know, the funny thing is, is that there's a lot of stuff is passing with a vast majority. I was going to say that's probably the biggest thing that shocked me is how heavily these things are being passed. When spring arrives, do you wish your yard was as nice as your neighbor's or maybe the best in the neighborhood? There is a company that can grant your wish, and that is Master Lawn. They have been serving the Olive Branch area for over 25 years. They have amazing courteous service and results that are unbeatable. If you go to their website, masterlawninc.com, which is that is spelled masterlawninc.com, you can check out all the services they offer, as well as a user-friendly quote system to get you started. If you prefer to use the phone, you can always contact them at 901-250-0873. The Sutter County Sheriff's Department investigators announced Tuesday evening the arrest of Anthony Carpenter. He is 42 years old and of Memphis, and he has been charged with attempted murder. He is being charged with the shooting of the off-duty Memphis Police Department lieutenant, leaving his Olive Branch area house for work at about 6 a.m. Monday morning. The Sheriff's Department's Investigative Services Captain Jeremy Dotson said, We were able to collect enough evidence to do an arrest warrant for the suspect involved in the crime. Once we got an arrest warrant for him, the Memphis Police Department gang unit helped us out in locating him and picking him up in a traffic stop. He is charged with attempted murder. Shelby County Jail information also has Carpenter being charged as a felon in possession of a handgun. Among the evidence gathered was ring camera footage from a nearby homeowner, which recorded the shooting taking place. Wow. Who knew? Technology in homes today, man. I mean, these ring cameras are doing a lot more than I think anybody could have ever imagined. And if you have one, I guess you got to be okay with it potentially recording a crime and having to give all of that footage over to police departments. That's true. Hey, yeah. what do you call it? I have those cameras. What do you call it? I invested in them. I have them on my doorbell. I have them my house like that. And it is very nice to be able to sit there and get a little notification on your phone that says motion detected and gives you a little clip, you yeah. know, and all that's taken care of. And, and it's a pretty minimal price. And so... Uh, hey, that's fantastic. I'm happy that, you know, the, a neighbor's footage was able to lead to this. Um, I'm happy the officer, you know, was okay, um, you know, and that things are, uh, you know, looking up and that justice will be served, hopefully. I couldn't agree with you more, Zach, and it looks like that's going to wrap up our news section as we get ready to head into our Alderman meeting news. That's it. Man, I can't thank Michael Chandler enough. You know, a uh, contributor and friend uh, of the podcast, as always. He's our local boots on the ground there, and uh, he got us some good stuff. Start us off. 
Yeah, Michael, we can't thank you enough as you are continuing to bring us some great information. Now, one of the things the Olive Branch Aldermen were asked to approve was the cost sharing related to DeSoto County Economic Development Council's lobbying efforts in the 2022 Mississippi Legislative Session. Aldermen were also asked to approve lobbying service agreements for all the legislative session regarding proposed local and private legislation. There will be consideration of a resolution directing the issuance of general obligation public improvement bonds in the amount of $5 million to raise money for authorized purposes. A residential area that started with the developer's plans, then after some feedback, the city staff worked with the developer to make it more acceptable. I think about 20 lots were removed for larger houses in the same neighborhood space. So they went down from about 470 to 450 and several suggestions and recommendations to help keep more of the olive branch standard. So after those changes, it looks like everything was approved. That's good. It's nice to know that, you know, you can uh, adjust your lot size to make things more applicable or, you know, even better value for the people who live there and for the future of that community. Good job of the alderman about doing so. Yeah. From everything I can tell people after attending several of these alderman meetings myself, they care very much about lot sizes and making sure that we aren't getting a lot of these shoeboxes things they want to make sure that we're reaching a standard and a nice quality of life absolutely one of the last things they had on the docket was old 178 in magnolia it's a triangular lot which they plan to make it look like a commercial space on the corner of nail road and Gitwell in south haven second floor apartments first floor stores two downstairs apartments for ada handicap there was a lot of discussion for and against and a lot of people come out for these kinds of things because well as you can admit it affects their lives so usual traffic eyesores concerns about drainage into two or three homes which it's always frustrating when you get drainage coming onto your lot and then over time all that erosion comes and destroys i can speak personally about that Uh, trust me we said many times how we fought for a gas station how all that stuff was going to drain towards our property and that makes a difference and so they can make you mad quick then the last thing is is there anything else that we would like to see there is it a good plan and overall it came down to yes it's a good plan that's what's going to end up happening and it was approved with considerations for some covered parking sweet and that will take everything we had for the alderman meeting thank you so much michael chandler for everything you're doing for us absolutely brother absolutely guys let's move on to our next session to kind of lighten it up a little bit and that is our jokes cash i've got three doozies for you again are you ready Absolutely. Let's get into a little bit of laughter after all of that heavy news we just went through. I swear, talking about that legislation, man. I'm like, anyway. All right, Cash. I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey. What'd you do? Stick it all about? I turned around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's right there. It's right there staring me in the face. I was like, is he going to get it? All right. Cash, what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? Oh, I'm not going to touch this with a pole. What do you got? One is really heavy and the other one's a little lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, two. Oh, and two, man. I'm about to strike out because, oh, man, that is brutal. Last one is the word butt cheeks. One word. I'm going to have to go with no. That's right. You got to separate them. Oh, goodness gracious. There you go. Guys, as always, we hope you're subscribing to our show and enjoy the news and hot topics we bring you. Uh, And of course, if you have a second and go to your iTunes and give us a five-star review, it helps our podcast immensely as we are continuing to grow every single episode. And we can't thank you enough for that. Guys, let's move on to our motivational message. And this is brought to you by our newest sponsor. That is the DC Dragons. And they are our karate club and cheer club right here 
in Olive Branch. Cash, I was talking to the owners this week, and they were talking about some people who made some huge accomplishments this week, especially when it comes to black belt. And so I thought I'd give a little tutorial on what it takes to do a black belt. You have to be able to accomplish over 20 forms, eight sets of self-defense, ground fighting, multiple kicks and strikes at each belt level, learn to verbalize Korean terminology and all techniques, as well as be able to discuss the history of the art to be able to you know, achieve a black belt. That's pretty impressive. I love that you actually have to learn the history of this to be able to complete it because it's not just a physical thing. It's something that's mental and it's something that you need to fully understand. So the fact that they're going those extra steps is nice to know. Oh, absolutely. So, hey, kudos to Addison Falk, Zachary Johnson, Jackson Dixon, and Allison Baker for making black belt. And also, the training doesn't even stop at black belt. There is even Emily Baker who received her third degree black belt this weekend as well through the program. So congratulations to all those guys. Another example of DC Dragon is phenomenal. Yeah, we're out here giving you a round of applause. And this goes to show you that DC Dragons is here for the long haul as they are giving these things and up to third degree and probably even higher. So this is a can be a lifelong commitment if you want to stick with it. Like Absolutely. That. Guys, this is a great business. If you want your kids to learn from the best and from the locals right here, this is where you want to go. It's right over there on 178, just in kind of north side of town. Uh, they do karate like we talked about, but not only that, they also do cheer and it is impressive cheer. Now guys, this is the perfect time to join if you are interested in cheer because this is where they're about to start a new season in the next week or two. And so if you have any interest at any age level, at any level of experience whatever go check them out right now they look they do everything it's pay as you go there's no contracts there's no fee all that kind of stuff go check them out i promise you you are not going to regret it go to their facebook page and you can see dc dragons and you will see all the things they offer as well as ways to contact videos and anything that can reassure your decision so our motivational message today is a great little audio we were able to pick up, and it's basically talking about know yourself. And one of the great things from this audio is basically saying, if you know what you want in life, don't forget about it and go for it and don't let anything around you change that. You'll be, you'll be amazed how successful and how great you'll feel at your future. So I think it's something you really enjoy, and so we'll go to that audio now. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever, because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path, and that will make all the difference. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. You've got to find what you love, and that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is gonna fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. To persevere, I think, is important for everybody. Don't give up. Don't give in. There's always an answer to everything. 
I got to say, the amount of work you've been able to put in to find some of these motivational messages and the way that they can change your attitude just on the flip of a coin is phenomenal. And that is another one. Just trying to know yourself in important situations will change your confidence. Oh, I absolutely agree. And this one I really, really enjoy because I feel like I strive for this on a daily basis. And I remind myself about this daily basis is, is that if you feel like you're stuck in a rut and this is not what you saw yourself doing in life, you know, on a daily basis, then go change it. Yep. You know what I mean? And I know that sometimes that's hard. You know, you might have other things and everything, but there's a way to strive for it. You might not be able to change it today. You might not be able to change it next week. You might not be able to change it this year, but if you are making an effort, or have a plan to change something like that, then go for it. You know, don't don't lose sight of that. Don't get stuck and don't settle. That was one of the biggest things ever. So really hope y'all enjoyed that as always. Uh, you know, because one of the favorite things we do. All right, guys, we're on to our next section, and that is random facts you likely didn't know. And I just I, I love we got these, man. These are these are so cool. On Christmas Eve in 2008, companies SpaceX and Tesla were a couple hours from bankruptcy until owner Elon Musk was able to secure 20 million dollars in capital from investors in just the nick of time. Two days later, SpaceX was awarded a $1.6 billion contract with NASA, and this led to Elon Musk becoming one of the wealthiest and influential men in the world in the last 10 years. I was about to say, like, the fact that he needed $20 million when I think he's a trillionaire now just goes ahead and show you how successful just one little business transaction can be. It's it's unreal, um, and the funny thing is, is that I'm a I'm a huge huge fan of Elon Musk and the things he's trying to do. He's trying to revolutionize how we live, you know, change technology, privatize space travel, uh, you know, make it where the average person can afford you know the future um, and the things he's doing. There are so many things that are putting on the table that they're doing. They're trying to make it where, and they're in development stages now where they're going to be able to you know tap into your brain and have a new way to motorize your body for people who are paralyzed in different things. It's an unbelievable technology. They already have things in place. They are, I've already seen an instructional video they've done for education where they're going to implant something through the skull, replace a hole in your skull with this device and it, the wires connect to your brain. Correct. And that, like a Bluetooth connects over to a, you know, a motorized unit that's on either an arm that's paralyzed or lower legs like that. And you'll be able to remove your body using technology to give somebody, you know, quality of life moving forward, different things like nature. Or imagine if you are an amputee and you lost something and you, you, you now you have a robotic, it's like, it's like fantasy world. It's like yeah. a sci-fi thriller. No, they're in development stages of this happening. They even have videos to show how the surgery is performed. No, like, I mean, I'm just sitting here in complete shock. Like you're just looking at my face. Like, what are you doing? And like, all I can think of is that one Netflix show that you, me and Jake all loved that got a second season that we just didn't like nearly as much, but the different skins and you just oh, yes. input that different chip and all of a sudden, boom, you know, I've got a new working arm and I just altered carbon is yeah. exactly what I'm thinking of. And the fact that that might be seen in our lifetime is a crazy and exciting thing. It's unreal. It's unreal. All right, guys, our second fact you likely didn't know, as we're going to be discussing TV and movies here shortly, I want to put this one in here. The cult classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, was filmed on a microscopic budget of $60,000 that required the cast and crew to work seven days a week for 12 to 16 hours a day in 115 degrees heat. 
What's worse is they had to stay in a barn house that had very little air ventilation and no air conditioning, and they were surrounded by rotting roadkill as they had to use this as parts for props in the movie since they did not have a budget for special effects. This is what you call dedication to a movie. My goodness. And people wonder why horror movies are where everybody starts out with. It was just like, well, we're not going to pay you anything and it's going to be abysmal. But you have a chance to be part of a classic that no one will ever forget. Yeah. I mean, but that's I, bananas. They used roadkill as part of the props. For the absolutely movie. love it. I mean, this just reminds me of a time in high school where a certain coach took us to a Camp McCain and just let us sit in army barracks without any kind of AC while they were sitting in a hotel working 12 to 16 hour days. It just all comes back to me. I feel like I was on that set with them. <laughs> Man, I wonder who those coaches are. Yeah, I mean, there's just no telling. I'm sure they're all doing great and wonderful things and still shape, <laughs> shaping and changing many of lives. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is your home or business in need of some restoration work? Maybe a water pipe burst or you have some storm damage? There is an expert company right here in DeSoto County that can handle all your needs. Brian Rowe and his team of DeSoto Cleaning does expert restoration work. They will make sure the job is perfect to your satisfaction. Look them up on Facebook at DeSoto Cleaning LLC and that is the capital LLC. They also provide other cleaning service such as steam cleaning carpets, tile, and grout. Or if you'd like to call them on the phone today, you can call them at 662-710-2698 or you can email Brian personally at R-O-W-E underscore 41 at hotmail.com. All right, guys, we're going to move over to our TV slash movie reviews, and we've got a bunch today. Like I told you last week, Cash, we finished the Dexter series, the new blood, you know, the new season. Uh, this was supposed to be the reboot or the continuation of the last season or actually the redo of the ending because so many people were upset how Dexter ended last time that they thought it needed a new season. It was an abomination because oh. trying to turn him into a lumberjack, especially I, I'm one of the few people that I know that actually enjoyed Hannah and thought that them just ending as a married couple raising a serial killer was going to be the best thing in the world. And they decided, no, that's not the way we want to go. And so we got the new blood. That's correct. Now, guys, if you haven't watched Dexter, I will encourage you to do so. There was eight seasons of the original series, and I absolutely loved seasons one through four. I, I thought was about they to were say phenomenal. And if you want to end it with four, and then just never watch New Blood and just accept that, that is okay right. because four is arguably the pinnacle. The pinnacle, not of just Dexter, but television yeah like it is Phenomenal. a top 10 season that is the season that has john lithgow as the uh well it just has john lithgow in the show it's got an amazing cast and just so many twists and turns that builds up from the story that they've and been building the ending of the season will absolutely crush you and it is like, it's, it's it, unreal and so it's hard to recover from that and then so they had a they had new showrunners pick up season five through eight don't get me wrong it was still dexter it was still good tv it was just hard to compete with after season four they jumped the shark about seventeen thousand times and like you're still in there for just entertainment and michael c hall is a phenomenal actor who carries this character so well oh it's not michael c hall anymore he's dexter yeah, I mean, that's, I mean like he, you know, it's almost he's typecast now. I mean, the guy is always going to be Dexter. 
Um, but like I said, the show overall is a great show to watch. It is one to good. It's a Showtime deal. Um, you know, if you have Amazon Prime, I think you can watch it for free. Uh, it's a great one to get into. If you're looking for something binge worthy, you're stuck at the house. That's eight seasons of good stuff. Uh, if you enjoy kind of murder, mystery, psychopaths, like that, but with a good twist and character. Because the characters of the show are what makes it everything. Yes. Because, uh, you know, there's Angel and there's, you know, there's I'm not going to go to all of them, but there's so many good characters. His sister, the whole nine yards. And it just makes for good television. The new season, New Blood, uh, is the, you know, continuation of the series. Um, it is very season one through four-esque. It is the same guy who wrote the first uh, four seasons, does a phenomenal job. It reminds you so much of that, the the tension, the murder, and the mystery, uh, the introduction of serial killers, the whole nine yards. And then it closes out the season in a way that uh, evidently was well-planned, well-thought-out, and the way they felt like it should. Uh, my wife and I were sad, and you know, because uh, we we've loved the show, um, but we understand, and you know, it's it's definitely worth the watch. We definitely encourage anyone to go out there and watch it. If you decide to finish the commitment of all eight seasons, please. You made the right decision. Here's new blood. But if you want to end it after four, no one will blame you. No one's judging you. Yeah. No one's judging you. Guys, we'll move on to HBO's Max's new series, Peacemaker. Now, they have three episodes have come out, and they're going to come out you know, every week. And we just want to give you a preview of that. If you enjoyed crude, let me rephrase that, extremely crude <laughs> humor and somewhat kind of gory violence and, you know, uh, has profanity and nudity and things like that. It goes all out. It is crude and crude. It is like uh, Deadpool on, you know, an extra, um, but with little less known characters or probably people you don't actually know at all, be honest with you, uh, then this might be the show for you. Um, that is where it's going towards. Um, you know, John Cena plays the main character, uh, which was Peacemaker, and he is a uh, vigilante slash superhero that is, you know, uh, in prison and asked to come back out to continue killing uh, bad guys, and uh, his life struggles are going through this. So if that's something that interests you, as uh, kind of comic book-esque, um, then HBO Max the series Peacemaker is definitely one you want to give it a shot. Another TV series that's just come out, and this is on Disney Plus, that is The Book of Boba Fett. Um, this is very, very Mandalorian esque. If you enjoyed Mandalorian on the Disney Plus series, then you will very much like Boba Fett. It is great. They've come out four episodes so far. They come out, I think, every Wednesday. And this is the story and life of Boba Fett following his demise of being thrown into the pit. In the, I guess it was the Return of the Empire or yes. the episode or movie, I should say, um, and his life and struggle after that. And so, so far, it is well done. They've introduced some great Star Wars characters that you know you wouldn't expect that really add to the flavor of the story. And so far, it is doing great. Highly, highly recommended, especially if you are a Star Wars fan. Lastly, guys, we're going to put the movie in there that we have been dreading, and that is the Matrix Resurrections. Uh, Cash and I have both watched this movie, and sadly, I can say I wish they didn't make it. I will agree with you 1,000%, and I don't really see any reason for anyone to give this a watch. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people who just thought Matrix was the best thing ever. I was one of those people. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought the first movie of Matrix was absolutely phenomenal, and they slowly got worse from there. There was number two was nothing but an action joyride that I actually really, really enjoyed. Number three kind of went down the rabbit hole a little far and, you know, and got into the mind trippy. But this new one... 
is an absolute cash grab, if that's what I call it. I don't know why, but it was made with recycled characters, recycled storyline, recycled effects, um, an aging Keanu Reeves, which is not a bad thing, but no. from the storyline that they tried to follow, it hurt it. Um, and not only that, they took away a lot of key elements from the first three movies that which made it such a kick-ass movie yeah. that they didn't repeat in this one. and Or you got just a glimmer of it, and it was just... It and they, just felt very recycled and not really as well done. Again, the Wachowski brothers, I think that's how to pronounce it, they did not do this movie. Only one of them did. And maybe that was a difference in why it didn't go the way they thought it should go. Uh, anyway, it goes, guys, if you are a true Matrix fan, I would say avoid this movie. It probably is just going to make you mad. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could even say that there was entertainment value in it for me. I didn't find any. Zach enjoyed a little bit of it, some of the action scenes that they had going on. But I just, if you've never watched The Matrix, cool. Maybe you'll enjoy it and then be able to go back and watch it. But I I just hate saying that I don't, I, I give something a zero. And I mean, that's almost just what I want to give this and just move on <laughs> from my life. I understand, brother. I understand. All right, guys, let's get over to our sports section. And before we get started, we want to start with a special segment of Back with Bob. We have a great little history and some cool things that have happened here locally uh, that I think Cash was able to talk to our, our famous reporter here of DeSoto County News. And it's going to go to that audio now so you can catch up. We are back with Bob. How are you doing today? Really good. Trying to stay warm. How are you all doing? Oh, enjoying another beautiful day. It is a little bit frosty out and just excited to hear about all of the news that you have been posting on DeSoto County News as the sports section is filling up with Jason Thompson recording his 500th win. And we understand that you were there to see some of that excitement that was going on in the gym. Uh, yeah, a big night last night. I uh, started off as I was leaving the gymnasium. It was actually a sold-out night at uh, the Olive Branch Gymnasium where Olive Branch played Lewisburg. But, yeah, earlier in the week uh, against Holly Springs, uh, Olive Branch defeated uh, Holly Springs, and it was the 500th career coaching victory for Jason Thompson. And so they had a little thing for in between games along with recognizing the Olive Branch seniors. You know, you, you kind of think about his record. Uh, he has been coaching, I guess, for about 20 years. And in the 20 years, uh, his teams have won 10 state championships. And that's that's unbelievable in my mind. You know, you have six at Byers. H.W. Byers is where he won six state championships. He's won four at Olive Branch, including the last three in a row. Uh, his teams have been so successful under his coaching, and it was just really cool to uh, get to talk with him a little bit earlier in the week about that and also um, put up a story about it, which is on DeSotoCountyNews.com today. Yeah, just being able to almost be almost the Phil Jackson of high school coaching, you know, whenever you have a ring for each finger, doing a lot of three-peats, and then just being able to always have the right amount of talent. What I mean by that is you always don't necessarily always have the most talented people, but when you do, you get the most out of them and put them in the right position. It's just so much fun to see. And like you said, doing it for 20 years, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, talent certainly is a key part to it, uh, but that talent has to come together as a team, and I'll just go aside and say I kind of think that's what we're seeing in the Memphis basketball team right now is a lot of stars, but not a lot of team right now. And But with Olive Branch, um, it, the girls 
are are good. They're skilled. Um, he's been blessed with uh, you know some exceptional players, so it's a couple to build upon. But uh, like we say in the article, um, they have bought into his system, and he's always been of the mind that you know, tell the girls, uh, you buy into my system, and you do things my way because my way has been successful. You have a chance to be successful if we do it this way and if you buy into to how I coach the game of basketball. And uh, it's worked. Uh, other coaches are taking notice, obviously. And um, uh, like was also said in the article, um, his teams every year know that they have, they really have a chance to win a state championship and be at the top of a heap when it's all said and done. It, it's working, and it's uh, it's been a very fun to watch uh, how uh, uh, these teams have played and uh, been uh, among the best in the state. And it's, it's amazing to have it, you know, in Olive Branch, and amazing to have it in Soda County, uh, uh, someone who is uh, so skilled and so good at what he does. Yeah, and I mean, just to be able to talk about the longevity again is he's able to take his system and tweak it a little bit because, as we all know, and rightfully, last year, Rima Pegues was pretty much the highlight of the system, but being able to coach that talent and everything, we're able to get somebody like Addison Howell to continue to emerge and rise right alongside with her and play together. That goes to the chemistry that they're able to have between themselves, but him to be able to tweak his system to put her in a lot of good spots to succeed. Addison Howell uh, mentioned, got to mention Rama Pegues. Uh, she has been another stalwart of that team as well. And they have others, and it always seems that they, they have uh, someone every year come up and step up and, 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 and be a leader. Um, and I have to also mention, you know, that's, that's quite a successful family, Jason, because uh, you have to remember that uh, Jason's wife, Jana Thompson, won three championships over at Horn Lake. So there's a lot of gold balls between husband and wife in that family. No, that's a lot of fun and a lot of competition. So congratulations to him on his 500th career win. But we also understand that Olive Branch is going to be doing something special for the month of February. That's right. It's going to be the it's their home season finale. Uh, it's Black History Month. It's the start of Black History Month. And many people don't realize there was a time that Olive Branch had two high schools, uh, a Caucasian and an African-American high school. The African-American high school, Eastside High, is now Olive Branch Intermediate School. And for 12 years, they had the separation before 1970 when they combined and became one Olive Branch High School. So um, in respect to Black History Month and also to respect um, the history of Eastside High, uh, they're going to have a throwback night. And at this throwback night, the Olive Branch uh, basketball teams, both boys and girls, will come out in east side uniforms. Uh, there's also going to be a ceremony. I understand uh, the mayor's going to provide a proclamation in between games. Um, alumni of east side are being invited to come. There's going to be a special section for them. And I understand there's also going to be a mixer and a get-together before the games where the alumni can get together in the school auditorium and kind of uh, reminisce a little bit. And I think it's going to be a great night. I think uh, it's it's really something special uh, that uh, they're doing to respect uh, 
uh, the history because like uh, Coach uh, Eric Rombaugh told me, uh, he said, you know, the, his players uh, probably have uh, parents or grandparents who actually went to Eastside High and they uh, maybe played uh, basketball for Eastside and you got to uh, bring that kind of a story out in the uh, out more. And so it's going to be a fun evening, I think. It's going to be great. It's, I think it's going to be meaningful. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Throwback night at uh, Olive Branch High School. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. And I'm happy that they're showing a little bit of that history and trying to let everybody remember so we don't forget these kinds of things. And to just highlight it and have those jerseys for this high school to be able to do, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, you know, probably a good share of the uh, kids who go to Olive Branch right now uh, don't even know that there was at one time uh, an Eastside High, but they actually went through that building if they went to school at Olive Branch Intermediate School. And the history of the name Conquistadors uh, I thought was pretty cool because um, Eastside Dragons, I don't recall exactly what the former Olive Branch was, but when the two schools merged together, uh, they chose the name Conquistador because it was neither white or black. It was also uh, something to say that we're conquering the separation between the two races in putting them both together and merging them into uh, one high school. And that's kind of a little bit of the background about why uh, Olive Branch High is called the Conquistador. So it's going to be a great night. I'm looking forward to it. I hope, uh, I hope there's a good turnout for it. Um, and it should be a pretty good basketball game too, because I think uh, I think uh, uh, Paratac has some uh, pretty decent basketball teams that they'll be bringing that night. No, I agree with you 100%. And thank you for that little did you know in history lesson right there, because I did not know how we got the name Conquistador. So it's nice that it was a culmination of both of the schools coming together, talking and deciding on that, which is a pretty cool name. Not quite dragons, but I'll take it. It's different. I know a number of years. I can't recall uh, a lot of the details, but uh, I uh, I did an article uh, previously a number of years ago uh, about mascots because I'm kind of kind of uh, big on mascots and finding the history and and to find out that Conquistador is the only one of its type in the state of Mississippi and maybe one of just a very few handful of schools that go by the name Conquistador uh, in the country. So it, it, it was it's neat. Uh, it's uh, a good uh, uh, message that uh, they said by uh, naming the team uh, Conquistadors, and uh, I think it's really good. I'm right there with you. Now, before we head off, I do want to say congratulations to your Minnesota Wild as they had a fantastic game last night. I know you're one of the few people that watches and follows hockey along with me, so I know you're excited. Any predictions on the rest of the season? Uh, man, uh, just uh, I just hope they keep on keeping on. Uh, for those who are listening who don't know, um, I am from the frozen north of Minnesota, and uh, Indiana is big in basketball. Well, Minnesota is called the state of hockey. And uh, uh, actually, today where we're recording this, uh, there is something called Hockey Day in Minnesota. And they're playing two outdoor high school hockey games today in Mankato. And then uh, the University of, of Minnesota plays a game. And tonight, the Wall will again play, this time against the Chicago Blackhawks. And it's a full day of hockey to honor and celebrate, you know, the sport of hockey in the state of Minnesota. But anyway, um, 
Uh, Kirill Kaprizov has been a great addition for the team. They're starting to get some guys back. Um, and uh, Capo Kakinen have, has done a great job in goal as uh, Cam Kelbert uh, is uh, injured right now and coming back from that. But uh, if you know me well, you know that uh, in a previous life here, I was a hockey broadcaster. Uh, the sport's really big for me. Uh, you all will be watching the NBA Finals, and I'll be watching the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, that's just my background. I, I, I never skated, never played the game, but I always have respect for hockey and, and, of course, uh, uh, the tradition of uh, hockey in the state of Minnesota it was kind of near and dear to my heart. But, um, you know, I, I, think they, I think they played well uh, last night, a big win against Chicago, and I, I hope uh, Saturday, you know, we're doing this uh, on Saturday morning, I hope Saturday uh, tonight that they'll continue to uh, uh, do a good job and come up with another win. Go Wild. I'm uh, right there with you, and I will say outdoor hockey is one of the funnest things to watch if anyone ever gets the opportunity at the new year when they do it on that big sports day. But I will continue to say go wild for you, and have a wonderful day, Bob. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. All right, take care. And again, Bob, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for giving us a couple of facts that some people might not have known. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate it again, Bob. Really, really appreciate it. And so with that said, I think we go ahead and start with the girls basketball team of Olive Branch as they were able to have a couple of games this week. And they had the Rumble in the South at Mississippi College where they lost to Meridian 42 to 26. And unfortunately, when you score only 26 points, there's not much room for stats to happen in that kind of game. No, not at all. But that led us to the infamous 500th career win of Jason Thompson as Olive Branch defeated Holly Springs 68 to 28. Woo. And Addison Howe scored 30 points, and Rima Piggies added 17. And then there was the great celebration last night, as we talked to Bob about, as Olive Branch defeated Lewisburg 65-32, to with Addison Howe again leading the way with 21 points, and Rima Piggies adding 12. Congratulations to Olive Branch. Those are, that's a good W, and I'm pretty sure that secures their number one spot for the district playoffs. I take that back. Not district playoffs, but for the district because they'll go to a tournament, tournament. to just decide who the district positioning is. I got to always remember that. Then we have Lewisburg as they lost to South Panola earlier in the week, 61 to 51. Laney Moss had 15 points and Allison Irby had 14. They then went on to lo- lose to Olive Branch, 65 to 32, with Laney Moss again leading the way with 12 points. Then Rainy Lamb and Allison Irby each had six. We then move on to Zach's school as Center Hill lost to DeSoto Central 56-43. And that is mainly because Janiah Jones became possessed and was a one-woman team as she had 34 points, 9 steals, and 5 rebounds, along with a block and another assist. That's um, One-woman team. You can't really compete with that. That's that's tough, and you can't stop that. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, it was a tough loss. I mean, uh, our girls' team, like I said, you know, they haven't won a district game yet, um, but they've been so close, and this is the first time I've ever seen where they kind of got beat by double digits in a district game, and it's just tough, you know? Yeah, I mean, when somebody has a game like that, it's going to be tough to win. And I just, I, hey, sometimes you go up and you're just not meant to win. Uh, that's tough, man. The girl had a great game. Congratulations to her. That is freaking awesome. DeSoto Central is on a roll. Um, and I think that's uh, it's fantastic for them. It's definitely going to be a grudge match between them and Olive Branch, who's going to come out on top for our, our district. And uh, but hopefully that represents well for the state. 
couldn't agree with you more as we're going to head on to the boys as Olive Branch defeated Holly Springs earlier in the week, 83 to 71. Unfortunately, we don't have any stats for that game. And then Olive Branch continued playing in the 80s as they beat Lewisburg 84 to 57. Landon Jeffries and Darren Davis each had 18 and Cesar Gutierrez had 13. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys, we're going to move on from the Center Hill, my boys. And they played H.W. Byers earlier this week and won 60-59. Brandon Wood scored 14 points. Deshaun Dunn had 12, and Tanner Bertram had scored 11. And then last night, Center Hill defeated DeSoto Central 88-61, to where Tanner Bertram had 25 points, Deshaun Dunn had 20, and Jaden Rankins had 16. Uh, that is quite a contrast compared to the last time they played because at home we won on a last-second layup. Uh, you know, uh, with like 2.5 seconds left now to win 88 to 61, quite a change. Um, so congratulations to Center Hill. The Southern Central boys are still a good basketball team. So uh, I wonder if they had a kid out for COVID or something else was at play. You know, I remember when we played South Haven earlier this year and their best player had, you know, a massive ankle injury. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, it's something simple like that. Or they just, you know, maybe didn't have a great game. But yeah. Hey, I mean, basketball is a game of runs, and maybe y'all just got it to a good one and then just never really gave it back up. So it's always exciting to see. And then Lewisburg beat South Panola earlier in the week, 67-52, to where Mariah Ingram had 16 points, followed by Hayden Drumright with 12 and Josiah Nelson with 10. There you go, guys. Guys, we hope you enjoyed our basketball scores and stats. As always, we definitely want to highlight these young fellas and ladies when they're doing well, especially in our district, which is stacked in basketball, and we really, really enjoy talking about them. Uh, again, this right here will be determining the, the district uh, tournament, uh, which will, like I said, then decide who seeded one, two, three uh, to go into the playoffs. Wish them well. And we do want to add one little special note. I'm going to say congratulations to Lewisburg as the Lewisburg boys and girls won district in soccer um lewisburg uh you know was able to close it out uh, this past friday and get w's and secure the number one spot for their playoffs they will be hosting at home um and i know center hill boys will be going to the playoffs and will be i think going to madison for their first round starting next week so we definitely want to say uh you know congratulations to those teams and good luck moving the future for them as well and we will let you know how they do in that tournament next week absolutely Guys, as always, we hope you enjoyed our show and will continue listening. And tell your friends. Uh, you know, if you see our posts on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, we hope you that you would share, like, follow, and encourage people to you know subscribe to us on their podcast catchers. And if they don't even know what a podcast is, educate them. Let them know what's going on. That we were trying to help our community, give local news, kind of condense things to make it fun and entertaining. Give you a little entertainment jokes and the whole nine yards. And if there's something you want us to talk about or have a suggestion we hope you reach out to us at theobpodcast at gmail.com or like I said, catch us on one of our social media engines. Uh, lastly, guys, we hope you would maybe consider listening to our brother podcast. If you enjoy our content, they do the almost identical same thing out of Hernando, and it is called Under the Water Tower. And they cover all the local news and events in that area, as well as county and state, and has some cool things to talk about as well. Again, go check them out. That is Under the Water Tower. But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it for this week. We're looking forward to next week and hope we have more great information for you. But until then, I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. Tighten up. Tighten up. See y'all next week. Peace.